From the Good Shepherd Auditorium in Inwood, New York City, welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's where you meet the musicians, filmmakers, writers, theater makers, culture makers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in what we call upstate Manhattan. I'm your host, Aaron Sims, and today we welcome cultural curator and force of uptown, Janine McAdam. Janine is a longtime Northern Manhattan resident that loves our community, and she channeled that love to co-creating and overseeing HeightSites.com, a website and newsletter dedicated to sharing the wonderful artistic and cultural events happening in Washington Heights and Inwood. HeightSites covers cultural events river to river from 155th Street to the northern tip of Manhattan. We are thrilled to have her as a guest today here. So I want to say thank you, Janine, for coming, and welcome to Inwood Artworks On Air. It's great to have you here. Thank you. It's good to be here. Well, uh, you and I both share the same belief and sing the same refrain to all the folks, I believe. Why travel downtown for arts and culture <laughs> when there's so many interesting options here in our neighborhood? I completely agree. Yeah. And based our companies off of them, right? Right. You know, and, and, and I will say, and far too often, we overlook the people who champion artists and cultural institutions. And I personally feel it'd be remiss not to include you for your dedicated support that you've given the Uptown Arts and Culture community through Heights Sites. So thank you for and being recognized for that, for all you've done for that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, you so much. You yeah. Bet. So tell us all. Get, take us back. <laughs> Why in God's name? <laughs> We're talking like pre-seven years ago, would you want to create HeightSites.com? <laughs> well. <laughs> Herculean effort. I am trained as a librarian. So I, I'm an organizer by nature, an organizer of information by nature. And so we, um, in our family, I, I was working as a librarian for many years, and um, we had some disability enter into our family, and I needed to scale back my career. And for a while, I was a short story writer. And I did that, gave me the flexibility that I need, needed to be an advocate for our disabled family, family member. And then uh, the short story market started to go online, and I could write like a 3,000-word short story and make $500 on it. But it went online and all that changed. So it was all for free. So then I thought, I want to learn WordPress. And then I thought, well, what can I do a WordPress site about? And I thought, there's all these great things happening in our community. And that's around the time that we met. And it, it was just like, someone's got to organize this and list it. And uh, yeah, it's just been, that. that's how it came about. And you looked over your shoulder like, yeah, someone should do that. Yeah. And there's crickets. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and it was, it was you. And, uh, and Ruth Alenstein. Yes. Um, Ruth Alenstein was with me for quite a long time. She's had some personal stuff come up. Yeah. So she stepped back from Heightsites, but she's been a terrific help for many years with Heightsites. And, and it was interesting because, you know, I went to people like Mike Fiddleston. I said, what do you think? And it's like, oh yeah, we need this. I spoke with Liz Ritter. We need this. And and just kind of went forward from there. Um, and it's, we have the website, we have the newsletter, the twice weekly newsletter, and we have the Facebook group. Right. And, and that's the services that we provide. Well, Lord knows the number of blogs, cultural calendars, and newsletters that are out there. Like you're saying, it, it gets so um, it's cluttered, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so uh, what, what, so I, 
want you to tell people because of all that, that's exactly what you kind of said is that, you know, I want to emphasize and underline and underscore this, that what makes hindsight stand out is the two newsletters and support and focus on local arts orgs and artists. Yes. Like yes. Strictly. And it's Northern Manhattan. It's right. 155 North, yep. you know, right up to the end of the island here yep. and river to river. And it's local cultural institutions happening at local cultural organizations, you know, locations. Yeah. And, uh, and those locations can be, as you know, churches, uh, parks, yep. at, you know, like there's just every place around the community. Our, our artists are so creative and figuring out location. Like you do film on the side of the wall at yeah. Morris Jamel Mansion. Yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's just really amazing what we do. And I just felt strongly like we need a place to capture all of that so that people can go to the newsletter, which is the, uh, the primary resource that people use now, which is really interesting. Open it up and see what's going on. Yeah, because it comes straight at you. You're, you. Otherwise, you have to go to a website and scroll around, which some people do as well. So you have that as mm-hmm. option as well. Yeah. But yeah, but having nothing like having it delivered right to your inbox and and that's why I call you uh, affectionately a cultural curator because it's like you're showing people, hey, this is um, not just an aggregator, which is also part of the job as a librarian, um, <laughs> but uh, but finding that way of saying, okay, this is this is organized in a way that's that's palatable, uh, mm-hmm. that people can understand it. You're not overwhelmed by this list. It's instead it's there for you and it's easily easily navigable um, because. It's it's something that has to be done um, for other people to to respond and and that's the thing is you want response. Yeah, yeah, we want engagement and yeah. and we have a, a very big engagement. Um, it was interesting before COVID, we had most of the engagement through the website, and um, and the newsletter was you know it had like a 37 percent open rate after during COVID, and you remember that point where there was like, everybody remembers that, March and April, 2020, mm-hmm. we were doing it once a week because there people, you, know, you, you and other cultural institutions were quickly realigning and getting online. Yeah. And then we started listing the online and we immediately went back to twice a week because the cultural institutions adjusted so quickly during that time. <laughs> And there was enough to list. Yeah, you remember. <laughs> I'm having I'm having a little bit of PTSD from that time. Yeah, I remember that that those two months were the, the word pivot was used justly. I know people yes. are tired of it now, but there's no other way to describe it. Yeah, you, you, ha, you had to, or you, or I know a lot of people just stopped. A right, lot of people just stopped and just said right. we're going to wait this out, and they came on maybe like in November or something or um, or October, but it was yeah, it was a it was uh, a challenging time for us all, and then and then and that's a lot. And so people, so again, you're sending this out to people. Then they they can see they can actually click on it and find the programming at their fingertips at their click. Right. Instead of saying, "Well, I'm going to make plans to go see this at that." Mm-hmm. Now there's a little more of immediacy, right? Right. They're yeah. clicking right over to that YouTube, and yeah. you've got you know the time schedule that you're doing that live right. live YouTube video. Yeah. And and so what happened with the newsletter? is the open rate went up to like 50%. You know, during COVID, and then we started to, you know, everything started to open back up. 
And I thought it would go back down, and it stayed there, and it keeps staying there. I I average around 48, 50 percent, so I have all of these people who just keep looking at it and opening it and clicking through, and, you know, there's just this interest, this engagement. Well, I have to say, the amount of care and effort you put into it comprehensive weekly is remarkable, and it it wouldn't work if it was – I'm going to say this out loud – it wouldn't work if it was being produced by someone outside the community. You know, mm-hmm. so, I mean, how have you kept it going? I mean, that's, that's a great, I mean, I think, I think, I mean, it's, would you say it's become a personal mission of yours to keep it going? It has. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. don't know why. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's, like, it's a I personal mission. Keep, so it has to be. I just keep hanging in there with it. I just, you know, like, I just think of all those people that are opening it and it's, it's Thursday night that it publishes Sunday night that it's published. And I just, I don't know. And people say to me, that's so valuable. It's so appreciated. And um, we've sort of, part of my mission with it has kind of realigned since COVID too. Um, At first it was more geared toward giving the local businesses a place to advertise their services, reach our audience, reach Mm -hmm. a local and engaged audience. Since COVID, you know, the local businesses have been realigning too with their their, um, services. So I have reworked Heights sites as a place where young neurodiverse adults can gain skills and yeah. g- gain technical skills. Well, I wanted so, to bring that up because yeah. uh, that's a new, it's a new development with you all. It's uh, a this, new this development. Year, um, yeah. To, uh, to, I mean, it's, it, to me, it makes sense with your inclusive nature of aggregating the community, this groundswell of inclusiveness, because um, you've been working with neurodiverse young adults as part of your production team. Mm-hmm. And um, tell about talk about the impact they're making on this these new projects for you. Well, there I have a neurodiverse team of young adults um, rebuilding the website, which is fabulous, and they are just bringing up issues like language and studying all the languages spoken in this neighborhood, bringing up issues of access, bringing up just you know how to reach all of the audiences that I need to reach with the website and with the newsletter. And it's, it's just been great um, to work with this team. And, you know, they really challenge me with questions. And, you know, it was like, well, can't you hire someone to translate for you? Because you have a Spanish language population. And I said, I don't have the resources to hire someone, but can you find me an app? And they did. And they found an app that's, you know, it's got Russian, Chinese, um, I think just, I don't know how many languages are on it, but they, and it's a free app. And so they were really aware of um, the challenges of height sites mm-hmm. and then also understanding what, what the audience is and the engagement. And they were really, you know, the, the, the new website will roll out by the end of the year, I'm hoping in the fall. Okay. Um, and they were really aware of, you know, like, you've got to update these colors and you've got to update this look and feel. <laughs> but that's important. And all of that and, stuff, and they're, yeah. of a, and they're of a different generation, too. And they have, like, different, um, you know, things that they're interested in that, that gets their attention. Um, yes. And so that feedback is valuable. And, um, and I love to hear, thank you for sharing a, a sneak peek in one of your new features of the translation. That's pretty awesome. Yes. To look forward to. And so it creates that's, more accessibility. Yeah, yeah. We've had it, but not as as good as it's going to be going forward yeah which which is really exciting too 
Yeah, and and just updating the colors, the look and feel, the navigation, all of that. New kind graphic of design. Stuff. What's that? A new graphic design. Like yeah, remaking, really. It's yes, it's going to have a new graphic. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So branding. It's, it's all about branding. It's all about branding. So it's really, it's really been kind of fun. It's been great to work with this team of young adults. They're they're just amazing. Very just cool. really, really good. Well, I'm curious um, as as they're going through and uh, and you revamping things, and you talked about your click rates and your open rates too. Is that um, you know, I, as a longtime resident, someone has their finger on the pulse of what's happening culturally within our community. Are there positive or negative trends that you've observed? Um, you know, COVID, I mean, COVID I think is its own beast, but like, you know, I'll say now, uh, cause it's fresh and also you could say pre pandemic too. You mentioned that about the click rate, but I just, you made me think about, um, you know, what, what trends have you noticed, um, through your, through the target, the targeted audience of the Northern Manhattan community? Hmm. Wow. Um, let me think about this. I think, I think our trends, I think. You know, because my engagement with the newsletter has gone up so much, I think there's a real interest and care for the local cultural institutions. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really exciting. I think people are more aware Mm -hmm. that there's, you know, like Inward Artworks doing this wonderful film festival. And, and showing a film like The Whale, I think that there's, there's more awareness in the community and support for local artists mm-hmm. and arts organizations. I mean, there's always the people that will go downtown. Sure. No matter what. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and as you do and as I do, oh, we, we've and, got... And, and, and people will still do. It's like, it's, yeah. it's not like it's, they're not going to go downtown to do whatever. But, yeah. But the point is, like, you have, like, to make them, I guess, I guess parlaying it into like more of a sub question is like, do you think, um, do you feel like it's trending more positively that they are more aware of a cultural arts scene up here that really wasn't noticeable before you started doing height sites? I think it's, I think it's height sites. I think it's Noma. I think it's the United Palace. I think it's in Woodward artworks. I think it's just, and there's so many more that I can name. Mm-hmm. I think it's just, we've just had this, explosion of people interested in providing cultural you know activities for our community and I and I think that's and also kids stuff too there's a whole explosion like you did a kids film last week there's a whole explosion of kids activities and family activities which is really important because the lack of teen and kids things is always an issue particularly in the summertime yeah, exactly. And I think it's really important. I think being a longtime resident here, it's definitely, I, I mean, I know for my husband and I, we could spend a whole weekend just going to cultural stuff in northern Manhattan. Wow. And that wasn't like that 20 years ago. No. Yeah. No. That's, that's impressive. Yeah. That's I think really that's, that's really the change. Well, and that's really answering. exciting. That's really exciting. That's yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I felt the same. You, I had the same reaction. That's why we're so our models, our businesses are so alike in the way. It's like the same thing about when I started in what artworks. It's kind of like, a, well, someone should do something about that up here. It's like, oh, yeah, I end up being me. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so, but the point is like, but because of like people like yourself who have taken up, we'll say, the mantle, if you will, mm-hmm. um, to 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 move it forward as your personal mission. Uh, and it's become and it's become a professional uh, engagement 
uh, institution for people. I mean, like it or not, Hyde Sites is an institution. And I mean that in a favorable way. Um, and, uh, and so it's, it's, it's become this, this great access, I mean, great access to, um, I won't say it's a tastemaker, but it, it definitely allows, um, it brings things to the forefront that people would not otherwise know so they could have those full weekends like you're talking about yeah yeah and we you know and I really try and find those little unique things that are happening you know I just try to be so aware of you know there could be some kind of you know just a puppet show in a park sure or something like that just just to stay in in touch with just the, the 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 large things that happen, like at the United Palace right. or the film festival, and then the I don't want to say small, but you know the little more intimate events yeah. that happen in the community too. But that's great. I mean, because nothing will ever be all comprehensive, all all encompassing, because that's just not possible. Yeah. Um, but at least they know they're. Do you have someone? I guess the words advocating for them in the community for arts and culture. So. I think that's yeah. part of the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast too. Is like saying like you have a friend, and Janine McAdam. <laughs> you do. You <laughs> James t- Taylor song. Yes, uh, but, uh, you, you have totally a have a friend <laughs> who's, who's who's looking for arts and cultural events for you to attend and for your family in the neighborhood. Yeah, um, yeah. So. And and you know we have a submission form right on the website. So if you're doing a cultural event, please submit it. And the team is updating the submission form, so it should be easier to submit. So please submit them, uh, submit an engaging picture of what's happening, and we are happy to put it on the website and include it in the newsletter. And I should also add, I have another team of young adults who are doing the social media, too. So this enables another neurodiverse team of young adults to gain social media skills, another skill for entering the workforce. And that's a whole other way of engagement, obviously. don't really talk about social media because we feel like it's some of a given thing, but it is like, you know, threads just came out this week. Apparently this new, um, Facebook meta, uh, version of Twitter. Oh, right. right. And yeah. So we'll see how that shakes out. But, uh, but it is about finding ways to engage and, and, you know, social media is, is huge with that. And so having someone mm-hmm. to be able to monitor that and, uh, and respond and also collect events is huge. Yes, yes. And I was doing the social media myself, and it just got to be too much. It is. It's a lot. I need help. We had a, we had a Twitter account and an Instagram account going, too, but now we're just doing a Facebook group. Gotcha. Yeah, so just because it's a lot. It's all about Facebook right now. Yeah, it's all about Facebook. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, good. Well, if you'd like to volunteer and help, Janine, yes. you know, <laughs> where, where, can, where can they reach out to you should they uh, want to know more information about Height sites. Obviously, we've already said the website heightsites.com, but um, like to get in touch with you, should they want to get more involved? Info at heightsites.com. Excellent. Yeah, and that information is right at the bottom of the website, too. Okay, so folks, you have your marching orders. You know, she's doing this all herself, folks. So whatever you can, and, and the team she has. Uh, yes. So give her as much help as you can, and, and make sure you subscribe to heightsites.com as and, well. And I should add, if you have a young adult in your home who wants an internship, yes, <laughs> it's another way. The year-round internships, right? Yeah, it's yeah, I would take, because so I need help with the social media. So Awesome. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about that we haven't covered? 
Yeah, um, well, I have my notes here. I was going to say, I see your notepad. <laughs> so are we, let have me know we, what you want to talk about. Have we covered everything? I, I think, think we have, I, I do, did want to add that the, the internship program is with a group called Tech Kids Unlimited. Okay. So I just wanted to give them a plug, and they're a wonderful group um, based downtown. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Well, again, Jeannie, thank you so much for coming on and being a guest. You've been pushing out the, the on-air podcast, and now you are one. It's a very full, full circle <laughs> meta moment here in Inwood, Washington Heights. Well, again, thank you again. Oh, absolutely. It's wonderful to be here, and thank you. You bet. You bet. So, folks, um, this is, once again... In what artworks on air? It's where we meet the filmmakers, musicians, writers, cultural tastemakers, and artists of all stripes who make their home here in Northern Manhattan. Uh, if you have a moment now, please show us some love and rate and review this podcast, an Apple Podcast, that really does help. Uh, many thanks to the Church of the Good Shepherd here for hosting us and to always highsize.com for uptown promotional support. <laughs> and you can support On Air and all of our programming by making a tax-free donation to Inwood Artworks at inwoodartworks.nyc backslash donate. Um, be sure to follow us on social media because we do do that at Inwood Artworks to keep up all that we do, which includes the Inwood Film Festival, Filmworks Al Fresco, pop-up art galleries, live performances, and so much more. Inwood Artworks On Air is proud to be supported in part by public funds from the New York City Department of Cultural Affairs in partnership with City Council. And Inwood Artworks programming is made possible by the New York State Council on the Arts with the support of the Office of the Governor and the New York State Legislature. From the top of Manhattan and the bottom of our hearts, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Sims for Inwood Artworks On Air.